Good morning, Captain Suba here again, and I pray you've had a wonderful week. As usual, I'm here to toss out a weekly lifeline in these rough waters of life. Last week, we went to the second uh, session on accountability, and we're going to wind it up today, um, and we're going to focus on what I consider to be, at least in my life, the key element in accountability. But as we all know, we have to be accountable uh, in everything we do. We have to be accountable at work. We have to be accountable with our finances. We have to be accountable uh, at the church. We have to be accountable with our kids and our spouses because they have expectations of us. And if we don't meet those expectations, then there is a price to pay for that, depending upon the circumstances. And we all are used to it, and we take it for granted. Um, and I think, by and large, most of us you know, meet the test of accountability. We show up for work. We do our job. We are a decent spouse. We raise good kids. But the weak link, and we've touched on it the past two weeks, the weak link with accountability is being accountable to ourselves. And we've talked about it, and we've, and we've mentioned it. The problem is, is when you are, are accountable for yourself and there's nobody else here on earth to hold you to that account, to that standard, it's easy to let things slide. We talked about New Year's resolutions, losing weight, budgeting our money, being a more attentive spouse, uh, taking better care of our children and being more involved in their lives. All of those things we all say we're going to do. We all actually, I think, want to do them. But those things where it's just you, you let them slide. And that's where things begin to get dicey because these personal burdens and demons that we carry uh, where we spend too much money or we drink too much or we have an issue with pornography or we can't control our temper all of these things that are really deep inside that not a lot of people see have to be accounted for and you see if you're keeping them inside if you're hiding these things, then, like we said, there's nobody to help hold you accountable. So it's left up to you and me. And those are the hard ones. So let's take a quick look at how the Bible can help us with that and maybe get us in a better place on personal accountability. So let's start with James 1.14 in the NLT version. And it says this, Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Then, after the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. What's he saying there? Well, it's exactly what we just talked about. If we let our minds and our heart 
crave food, crave alcohol, crave pornography, crave unruly spending, and those lusts for the worldly things, the mind will entice us, the heart will entice us to want it more and more, which gives way to, and many times, us doing it. So we have to control our mind and our heart. And obviously, that's not very easy for many of us. So what do we do? Well, that's where you have to fall down to your knees and pray and ask God and the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to control those desires, to control those thoughts, to get your heart under control. We can't do it alone. Most of us can't. We need help. And I know that sounds as our minister says, preachy, but it's the truth. And if we don't control our thoughts and our longings and our lusts, then we have no self-control. And without self-control, then we become somebody that we don't want to be. And sometimes we can hide it. You know, uh, somebody that drinks too much can hide the drinking, and so maybe nobody notices but they notice, God notices, and those are those hidden sins, those are those hidden issues that can wear us down. They can eat at us, and we feel guilty, and we feel bad, and, and, and not to mention how it affects our lives in other ways. So that's where we're starting. Now, many of us, uh, me, I, and I think most everybody, has a past, and we have sinned, and we have memories of those sins, and, and another problem we have is thinking back on those sins and reliving them, letting them reignite in our minds if it was something that we enjoyed or want to do again, so we try to relive, we try to live a better life now, but we relive those, if you want to call them what we thought was fun times, in our mind. And Psalms 25.7 says, Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. He's telling us that don't go back there. Don't try to relive your glory days, so to speak. Get that out of your mind because that that just incites us and it and it reignites maybe some of those thoughts and some of those ideas and concepts and lusts that we don't need to reignite in our heart. We need to cleanse ourselves from those things <clears throat> and focus on what's really important. And by doing that, we will create uh, a better control of our mind and heart. And if we can do that, then we can get back to self-control. Another thing we tend to do is we say, okay, I'm not going to have an affair, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at that pretty girl and dream about what it'd be like to have an affair with her. Well, that's the same thing. 
we're creating a thought. We're creating a a uh, a sinful situation. And Proverbs twenty four nine says the schemes of folly are sin, and people detest a mocker. So Proverbs is saying don't have schemes. Don't don't plan what you might do if 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 you wouldn't get caught. You've got to fight away from that kind of thinking altogether. We, need, we don't need to be focused on sinful things. Whether we actually do them or not, it's still a sin. Our mind is, is getting put in the wrong place and sent down the wrong path. We have to get in control of what we see and what we hear and what we think about. And that will help us with self-control. And it's not, it's, it's eating too much, it's gluttony, it's spending too much. I mean, it's, it's all around us. It doesn't have to be sexual, it doesn't have to be drug or alcohol related. It can be a lot of things. And it's just excesses caused by our mind and heart lusting for things that we either used to have, don't have now, or can't have, and creating those mindsets which create bad thoughts and we lose self-control so isaiah 55 7 says let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts let them turn to the lord and he will have mercy on them and to our god he will freely pardon that's what we have to do. That's the hard part. It's not easy. Nobody said it was. But it's the key to self-control. And self-control is the key to a godly life. We have to control ourselves. We don't want to admit that we don't. We don't want to, we want to hide some of our hidden sins. We, we have things that people at church don't know we do or think. We all have those. We have to fight that, however, and replace it with prayer and thinking of good things, thinking of honorable things, and staying away from those kinds of things. So that's, that's the hard part. That's where I'm not sure a lot of us aren't located. We just... It's just a bad situation. God will help us. We just have to ask. God will forgive us. We just have to ask. God understands this stuff. He just wants us to make the effort, and he'll step in and lift us up. So that's the finish of accountability. We, we really need to address it, think about it, and hopefully we can move forward and be better people. Until next time, may the skies be blue, may the seas be calm, and may the wind be on your stern. Captain Suba, out.